are back with a special extra episode this week, um, our Christmas episode, which is also our episode 99. We are almost at um, 100. <laughs> yeah, I like we've been talking about it for a while. We're getting there. And so we've got a special episode this week to bring in the new year with episode 100. Yes, yes. Um, but with that saying, let's dive into somewhat Christmas stories, somewhat not. Yeah, we some some good some interesting stories for the season. Yes. Um, would you like to start, or would you like me to start? You go ahead, start. I'll um, jump in. This first story we have it's called "The Christmas Cat of Iceland," a giant, terrifying cat that gobbles up children if they're bad. Um, sounds like what? Cramp? Is it Krampus? Yeah, I know we talked about that one last year, and we we got our pictures taken again this year. That was kind of interesting. <laughs> Try to do it with two dogs. Cassie's good, but it was difficult with Zeus as well. But it was fun. Yeah. Um, at Christmas time in Iceland, families give warm clothing to to each member of their household. According to legend, there is a frightening Christmas cat who stalks the snowy countryside and gobbles up anyone not equipped for the cold and wintry weather. So no shorts. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you will get gobbled. Uh. Which actually, that sounds kind of like another um, another way way of saying um, what frostbite. You're not properly. I guess so. Yeah. Properly warm, frostbite's gonna eat you. Families in Iceland were together, work together to ensure nobody will go to the Christmas cat. This terrifying Christmas cat is also referred to as the Yule cat. The idea is that families gift each other new and warm clothes for the winter and make sure the Yule Cat of offering of some warm weather gear is not the Yule Cat will gobble you up like some fishy treats. Stay warm or you'll be eaten. (laughs) The message is passed down to children who are taught to work hard and that if they don't um, are bad children, the Christmas cat will eat them terrifying but effective there is a beloved poem about the yule cat by johannes uh, which describes the huge cat cat's sharp teeth and glaring yellow eyes along with the belief that one must work hard for krista to avoid being punished by the yule cat (laughs) um the poem goes like this you all know the yule cat and that the Yule cat with huge in, was huge indeed. People don't know where he came from or where he went. He opened his glaring eyes wide, the two of them glowing bright. It took a really brave man to look straight into them. His whiskers sharp as bristles, but his back arched up high and the claws of his very hairy paws were a terrible sight. He gave a wave of his strong tail, and he jumped, and he clawed, and he hissed. Sometimes up to the valley, sometimes down by the shore. He roamed at large, hungry and evil, in the freezing Yule snow. In the in every home, people shuddered at his name. If one heard a pitiful meow, something evil would happen soon. Everybody knew he hunted men, but didn't care for mice. He uh, picked on the very poor... That no new garments got for Yule who told and yield and lived to dire need. And for them, he looked in one fell swoop the whole Yule dinner and always eat it, it himself if he possibly could. Hence, 
it was that the women at their springing wheels sat, or spinning wheels sat, spinning a colorful thread for a frock or a little sock. Because you mustn't let the cat get a hold of the little children. They had to get something new to wear from the grown-ups each year. And when the lights came on on Yule Eve and the cat peered in, the little children stood, rosy and proud, all dressed up in their new clothing. Some had gotten an apron and some had gotten shoes or something that was needed. That was all it took. And for all who got something new to wear, stayed out of the pussycat's grasp, he then gave an awful hiss and went on his way. Whether he sat still exists, they don't know, but he visits would be in vain. The next time everybody, if next time everybody, some something new to wear, now you might be thinking of helping where help is needed most. Perhaps you'll find some children that have nothing at all. Perhaps searching for those that live in a lightness world, but give you a happy day and a merry, merry Yule. Hmm. So you don't have any warm clothes, you become father, basically. Basically. <laughs> the next one's kind of cute. Kind of curious how yeah. this happened, but it's still cute. No, I, I understand how it happened. Because this is a living tree. Like, it's a real tree. It's not a, you know, put together. Um, a Georgia family uh, purchased a Christmas, uh, a real tr- Christmas tree, 10 feet tall from Home Depot, and brought it back to their home, decorated it with lights, and um, I guess the daughter was really into owl ornaments. So they, into owls. So they put up a bunch of owl ornaments on the tree. Um really outdoorsy uh they then one in fact this is part of the story i heard it on the radio a couple days ago they the daughter had basically turned around and looked and screamed because like one of the ornaments turned its head (laughs) they found out there was a screech owl living inside the tree they just purchased well if they're hanging stuff you would think wouldn't the animal you think would be moving around Oh, it was probably asleep. Wow, must have slept rock hard to not be woke up. Yeah, because it was already decorated by the time it came out. Um, they weren't. They said that they weren't really freaked about, freaked out about it. Um, but they opened the windows and doors near the tree, hoping the owl would fly away. It didn't. It just sort of sat there. Um, and did nothing. Probably was enjoying the warm it, weather. Basically, yeah. So they called um, nonprofit Nature Center for help, wh- who and they came and caught the bird and helped them release it. Um, so yeah, they're thinking that the bird had been in the tree since they bought it and it was just hidden. And it was, they said it was a dense tree and it was fresh, so it had probably just gotten into the tree. Blame it for not wanting to get out it was probably yeah. It's still adorable. It is. Yeah, I agree. And this one's funny. Why Area 51 visitors must wear foggy gla- goggles? Well, joke. <laughs> we were just <laughs> talking about the ones that stormed it. I'm like, they stormed it. People, like, stormed it. Um, but, um, the reports that follow civilians who recently visited Area 51, um, facility are, 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 um, Made to wear very limited devices called foggles. <laughs> this this um joined other blackout equipment that um 
<laughs> like opaque windows, um, buses and windowless. Uh, <laughs> I just can't really get over how absurd this is. Um, to windowless uh, rooms as part of Area Fifty One. Uh, pro- well, pro- secret protocol. The goggles are designed for use by people going through the aviation training. The U.S. Air Force is certainly not alone in limiting uh, visibility at uh, <laughs> at specific sites. At um, the zone in South Korea, you can look far away using um, what mounted binoculars, but not directly um, down this um, down into the zone. The Pentagon has a um, single interest for um, visitors. You must register in, in advance 14 days prior if they want a tour where, hmm, I wonder if we could get clearance to get a tour. Mm. Reliability, no electronics are allowed and they even, um, they even read what register you leave your all the, just basically everything at home. But yeah. wouldn't there be other ways you could take pictures? Well, you're not even allowed to have a phone in there, though, right? But, yeah, you, that's electronic. Well, what I was thinking yeah. is the old school cameras. You know, remember the old like, re, like the one one use click cameras. That would still be electronic, I would think. I don't know. Hmm, I'm sure we could figure out something. <laughs> Google glasses. <laughs> I'm blind. I need my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Who mysteriously shall be recording everything. I feel like they would wreck it. They would catch that. Oh, yeah. They'd be catching everything. But it'd still be funny. But to put actual physical vision barriers on visitors is novel. Well, duh. It is likely yeah. a precaution. It's easily... That's uh, easy to do since the facility already has foggles. <laughs> I just can't get over <laughs> the word Foggles! foggles. <laughs> Which pilots use for different kinds of training to simulate low visibil- uh, visibility as a flight test challenge, block visibility as well to make trainee pilots focus on their instruments and more. Think of it like the um, cardboard barrier you made, you may have uh, had when you learned to t- to to touch type. Um, Area fifty one is likely not very different in overall security levels in plenty of different government facilities and likely plenty more that are never seen by the public at all. Duh. That's what makes the Foggle news so ex- so strange. Anything oh, no. truly secret would be hidden, not pretend hidden or limited to by low visibility, but the crew at Area 51 is learning into facility long and sordid history as an extraterrestrial secret clearinghouse. I just can't get over Foggles. <laughs> Foggles? No! That just, that's, that just sounds so wrong. Just grab Foggles to your eyes. <laughs> Ready them. Hey, and we got, we got more NASA. Um, yeah, um. Uh-oh. <laughs> you okay? Runaway, runaway microphone. <laughs> It was the men in black trying to prevent um, us. NASA releasing never before seen image of mysterious object that arrived from another solar system, but they require you to wear foggles to see it. <laughs> NASA has released the never before seen images of two eye Borzov, only the second known object to have visited our solar system from elsewhere. 
The image shows the comet in front of a distant spinal, spiral galaxy, which can be made out to the side. But the focus of the image is focus of the image is the bright blue center of the center, which was taken from by the Hubble telescope as it tracked the comet through space. And this picture, I'm looking at it, and it looks like a cat riding a wolf holding a spear. Hmm. Now look at it and tell me you don't see that now. <laughs> uh, Borisov was first spotted in August by a Crimean amateur astronomer who gave it who gave its name and caused a flurry of excitement across the world. Scientists quickly determined that the this was the second interstellar object after the famous uh Oumuamua, I I know I'm not saying that right, and the first comet. Uh when the image was taken the object was 326 million kilometers from Earth, and scientists can now use it and other observations to learn more about the comet. Uh surprisingly uh, it says Hubble gives the best measure of the size of comet Borisov's nucleus, which is really the most important part. Uh, surprisingly, the Hubble images show that its nucleus is more than 15 times smaller than earlier investigations. Uh, its radius is, actually, is less, less than a half a kilometer. This is important knowing the size helps to determine the total number and mass of such objects in the solar system and the Milky Way. This is the first inter known interstellar comet, uh, and they want to know what how many others are like that. So yeah, this is interesting to see how this comet, they said this is the second. It's going to be the last. I think they're going to show more. But this next one is about kidnapping. Yes. Um, first of its kind case known to humans, a, um, dolphin adapts baby whale, uh, take care, takes care of it for three years. Wow. Of course, the whale is huge compared to the, to the dolphin, which dolphins don't eat meat or dolphins eat meat and whales do not. Whales are more of like, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Little, little critter things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You might have heard of unique friendships between animals, like a tiger and a dog, dog and a cat, cat and a bird, or something similar. But have you ever heard of an animal adopting another or kidnapping? It's a possibility, too. Um, that's two from another species. Well, uh, Natural uh, Geographic recently released a video of something like this happening in nature. In a first-of-its-kind case known to humans, which good chance it's happened before, a bottlenose dolphin adopted a baby whale years ago and is still caring for it. The baby whale has been taking up dolphin behaviors now because they are um, defined by the company they they keep. Duh. Yeah. Uh, the research or the video explains the 2014 researchers of French uh, spotted. A bottlenose dolphin mother caring for an unusual looking calf. The calf was a metal uh, melon headed whale, a different genus and species than the mother. The video further explains adopting it's uncommon among wild animals, with most occurring between related members, members of the same species. The whale orphan entered the dolphin's group and stayed with the mother longer than her biological offspring who vanished mysteriously. It was even found nursing 
and at times, while female bottlenosed dolphins have known to steal babies of other species for previous, for brief periods during times of conflict. Um, in this case, the mother made an enormous commitment to a, to the orphan. During its three years of living with the pod of 30 dolphins, the orphan learned several bottlenose dolphin behaviors, such as surfing. And some and basically, a dolphin adopted a whale and is now slowly turning into a dolphin. The behavior seems untowards from a uh, mammal who already had an offspring. It wanted to raise a different kind, perhaps. Dolphins are intelligent mammals and quite friendly with humans as well. Some time ago, a heartbreaking video of a grieving dolphin nudging its dead calf surfaced on the internet. The photo showed the mother swimming next to the dead baby in Australia after a member of the public uh, alerted local environmentalists. Um, so, I'm not going to read and get into the comments because they're going back at it. Yeah. Sometimes comments are hilarious and others are it's like, I'm not staying, I'm not listening. No, no. It's bad. It's bad. Rabbit holes you can't quite get out of. But yeah, so they don't really know. Was, the, was, this, was this whale a orphan or did it just get kidnapped because it could so i don't know yeah it's three uh, years ago i don't know if the baby is still with the dolphin or not yeah what, what was the date on this oh this was august so yeah it's been a couple months it was august but the story started in 2014 yeah i don't know it's one of those, those cur- curious ones. heartwarming store heartwarming news at least yep as I'll long still- as we don't keep up with it I still think the baby was kidnapped. You got to think the babies will stay above, waiting hours at a time till till the mom comes back from feeding. And dolphin came along yeah. and said, "Mine." <laughs> they do. Dolphins are not as nice as you think they are. I've read stories and stuff on them. They are not nice. But I I I think this is enough craziness. Yeah. For our, our Christmas episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, another little short, sweet extra get you through the uh, holidays. Exactly. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Yep. Um, as guys... we try to figure, as we figure out what our next hundreds are going to be. Yes. Working on next year and our episode hundred, and just lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff that we're working on. Um, but yeah, uh, if you have any questions, anything you're interested in, anything you know, you have anything you want to talk to us about, uh, TFTD podcast. At gmail.com. We are part of Weeby Geeks PC and TangibaleNetwork.com. We are on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, all the stories we talked about will be on, on Facebook. We'll upload it. Um, just, you know, get a hold of us. Let us know. We still got Tea Public. Um, like us, rate us, share all us so more people can hear our, our crazy rabbit holes. So everybody stay safe. Keep your eyes sky ear to the ground. And we will um, see you later. Have a great holiday. Great Christmas. Be, stay safe. And we will see you guys oh, next year. Next year. See you in 2020. The Roaring Twenties. So let's see what <laughs> trouble we can get into. Sounds so I good. Will, yep. I will see you later then, Bart. I'll see you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.